the great and dreadful day of the Lord is the day that uh, will come to pass in less than 80 years. And before then, uh, you'll hear these words. God's children have sinned. God has wrath. And before the great and dreadful day of the Lord, many prophecies which are written in the Holy Bible will be fulfilled. As well as other prophecies and other religions, the Hopi have prophecies as well. And uh, other, other religions, I don't know. And so, what is the great and dreadful day of the Lord like? There's uh, before then, Jesus Christ and the twelve apostles and Paul will preach the gospel unto all nations, the whole world will hear the gospel uh, and uh, they might travel the world you might hear it if you come to Israel you might hear it if you uh, get on Instagram or Facebook uh, they've already been born again the prophets uh, I think they'll be raised from the dead and they'll prophesy and so the, the world will be filled with the knowledge of God something I often say uh, and then during that time many might rebel against God and uh A time will come when, at the temple of God in the earth, um, God, I think, will say to the um, the Antichrist, the man that's known as the Antichrist or the Beast, he can come to the temple, and the Antichrist will make a big show of it. He'll sack the temple with an army, and uh, he'll sit on the throne of God in the temple of God, as it is written in the New Testament. This prophecy will be fulfilled, like as it is written, and. Uh, It'll be easy to identify. I'll talk about that in the future podcasts. Uh, for various religions, actually. For anyone that's a Christian, uh, a Muslim, and maybe others as well. There's prophecies about him. You might be surprised, uh, if you're a Christian, to know that the Muslims have prophecies about the Antichrist that are, uh, I say, parallel with the Bible. Uh, I, for instance, is, uh, also, they have prophecies about Jesus Christ defeating the Antichrist. So when we um, approach the day of the Lord, uh, there'll be the knowledge of God. Knowledge of God. And uh, knowledge of true religion. And God will do things in the earth that uh, are written in the Bible. So he will be in, uh, in the earth as it is written. And so, um, what will he do? He'll move mountains. Uh, mountains will be thrown down. One mountain will be, um, you might say, uh, cleaved or divided in uh, four different directions, east and west, north and south. And in, in between, there'll be a very great valley. He'll do these things. Um, armies will come to attack Israel, and God will defend Israel, and he'll do what's written. In the book of Ezekiel, it talks about um, chapter 38, an overflowing flood and uh, hailstones, like frozen ice, you might say hailstones, and fire and brimstone. Those things will happen when the armies come. And uh, some might see God coming to and from the temple. We'll talk about seeing God and whether a man can live and stuff like that. It's pretty funny, actually. We might hear God speak to the whole world once or twice before the day of the Lord. It will be undeniable. 
it won't be like a false sign. A lot of prophecies, um, men will, I think, try to fulfill them prematurely, but men can't. The glory of God is unique. There's nothing like his glory. So if a man has a bright lamp or something, it's nothing like the glory of God. And then when God comes with angels uh, from above, and cherubim, seraphim, ophanim, orphanim, uh, known as thrones, cephalim, rathalophim, and other, uh, you might say, angel-like beings, or angelic beings that are not angels but resemble angels in some ways, it will be undeniable when he comes with clouds and other miracles that are written, it'll be undeniable. We'll have knowledge of God, so we can hear his word and believe, but then there are times when we can see and know. And then the Antichrist will sack the temple, and there'll be the great tribulation, and then the day of the Lord. So, when the day of the Lord comes, uh, what will happen is uh, men will have a chance to repent of their sin over and over again. And so... A lot of men in the past that have lived, they might have an opportunity to choose who is God. Are they going to worship the Antichrist and take the mark of the beast? Or are they going to um, choose God and God's words, God's will, and God's ways? So those things will be less mysterious in the future. A knowledge of God will be less mysterious. Although there will always be mysteries, we'll have more knowledge of him. So like, what is God's word? What is God's will? What are God's ways? What is God's righteousness exactly and precisely? The world will have a knowledge available to the whole world, and the whole world will hear uh, my words. And the gospel of salvation will be preached in all the world. So, when the day of the Lord comes, the Antichrist, the devil, and the false prophet, they, they want to try to prevent that from happening. They can't. And so um, they'll be at the temple of God with the Antichrist pretending to be God. And after, the lights will turn on again. So during the great and dreadful day of the Lord, it'll be bright before like daytime and part of the earth. And then it'll be dark in the whole earth and then bright again. The sun will come up again and the lights will turn on. So what I mean is no light will work. A lot of Christians and other believers have questioned, can God change Facebook code? Can God control electrical power plants and things like that? And the answer is God can do all things. And I think it's all very easy for him. So one day on the day of the Lord, the light will just go out everywhere and there will be no light except for the light God chooses. So... This will be in, in less than 80 years. It's in quite a while. But the time we've been waiting for will happen. And uh, it'll be dark for a while. Now, the day of the Lord, I think, will be about three and a half days. And I want you to think about this for a moment. Um, if, if we as men, we don't always understand everything about God. But if we as men gather together and go do something, we might say, let's do it today, like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I say, man, that was an awesome weekend. But it was Friday also. So sometimes it's more days than we say, but it just makes sense. And so the day of the Lord, it's dark and then it's light, just like in the book of Genesis chapter 1. It might be longer than a day. It just makes sense that we call it the day of the Lord. There's other reasons as well. God's going to do stuff. And so God has wrath, and he's going to pour out his wrath on the whole earth before the great and dreadful day of the Lord Seven angels will pour out seven vials of wrath. It's a very small amount. It's almost nothing compared to the wrath God has. He has a lot of wrath. So until then, I'm going to speak to the world, saying to the world that the world is wrong, but also 
what we might do so that God does not pour his wrath on us. So God might have less wrath and the world might learn much. So the day, the day of the Lord isn't a day where God pours out his wrath on believers, those that repent of their sins. It isn't. The day of the Lord isn't the great tribulation where they where were killed. The day of the Lord is when God pours out his wrath, we might say. Now, what I've said isn't incorrect, but it isn't entirely correct either or comprehensive. And the reason is, When we talk about the Great Tribulation, there's two big events that are happening. Two big events. Believers, no matter what your religion is, are persecuted. So if you believe that God is God, whether you're a Hindu, a Buddhist, a Christian, a Muslim, an Israelite, no matter what your religion is, if you're a Native American, if you believe that there is one God, the Almighty God, the God of the Bible, the God of the Quran, there is one God, and you have knowledge of this because you've heard me speak, then... Um, the Antichrist will want you to die. Or deny God. So you might be surprised, but most religions do have knowledge of Jesus Christ. The Muslims, they speak of Jesus Christ. Native Americans speak of Jesus Christ. And so do um, Hindus and other religions. They have knowledge of Jesus Christ. So anyone that might be called a true believer that just knows God is God. He does things we don't understand, but he is God. And there's no one else that's like... There's no one else that's him. He is God. He created all things. Then, God's, it, the day of the Lord isn't for him to pour his wrath out on us. And it's not just belief only. See, a believer is someone who also does things. We speak the word of God to our children. We teach them. We love them. We don't murder each other. We don't rape women. And so, um, when we as believers do things that are right in God's eyes, then it just makes sense that the day of the Lord is not for us, no matter what religion someone might be affiliated with. So, when the day of the Lord comes, we have a really clear two-option situation. The Antichrist or God. The Antichrist wants you to die. And so believers might almost all be killed. Almost all of us. So, after that, those that worship the Antichrist will also die. So the question is this. We're all going to die. When we die, do we want to die saying, I believe that God is God? Or do we die after worshiping the Antichrist and taking his mark, the mark of the beast? I mean, that's that simple. Do we take the mark of the beast or do we refuse? Because we know God is God. We do what's right. We're a believer. We do things. Believers do things. So that's really the question. And then when the lights come on, there'll be a remnant of men left. And it's actually a lot of men, but a remnant of men, maybe a lot less than there were, and they'll be slain. And then there'll be the millennial reign of Christ. So in the, in the day of the Lord, God will pour out his wrath on the earth. And it may be that God's wrath is um, nothing more than chastisement. We might say simply chastisement. Maybe. So God might hurt someone and say, repent. Jesus Christ might say to that man, repent of murder. Stop murdering people. Repent of murder. On the day of the Lord, God will pour out his, pour out his wrath. Until he has none. Until he has no wrath. And God has much wrath. He's been saving it since the beginning of the world. Since the first sin was. Now, 
There are times when a man sins and God might have no wrath. That man might sin and God might have no wrath. There are other times when a man might murder, then murder, then murder, then murder, and then that man might say he repents and murder someone else and then murder a whole family. And God might have much wrath. There's been much murder since the beginning. So when we think about the day of the Lord, we can remember God's children have sinned. God has wrath. And on the great and dreadful day of the Lord, he will pour out his wrath on the whole earth.